Welcome to Diana Perkovic's Monday Moment in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello, 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 everybody. I hope you had a terrific weekend. Welcome to your Monday Moment in 5, the remix. This is the extended version, but always it is unscripted, unedited, and unfiltered. I'm your host, Diana Perkovic, and I'm truly excited about our guest this week. She has been rated one of the most influential women in business by Tenfold Research. She's been named one of the top 20 digital marketing people to follow by Inc. Magazine, one of the top 50 marketers on Snapchat by Mashable, one of the top 12 female entrepreneurs that inspire by Darling Magazine, and one of the top 20 people in SEO by Guardian. Cynthia Johnson is an entrepreneur, marketing professional, author, and international speaker. She is the co-founder and CEO at Bell and Ivy and the founder at Cynthia Live. She has been involved in campaigns for Outer Known, Here Media, West Management, Chevy's, PETA, and several other leading brands. She's also a contributing columnist to Entrepreneurs, Success, Forbes, and several other industry-specific publications. Her first book will be published in early 2019 with Penguin Random House, and you can connect with her and her over 1 million followers on Twitter and Instagram by following her at Cynthia Live. Cynthia, welcome to Monday Moment. I'm so <laughs> delighted to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for, for having me. Well, it, <laughs> it's definitely, it is my pleasure. And I have to begin by just asking you about the girl, the plane, and the pillow. What happened? <laughs> that is like the weirdest thing. I was, I was reading your Twitter, your tweet, and I thought, what is this? Oh my gosh, this, yeah, I've never, I've, I've probably been on 30 flights last year, maybe more. I don't know. And this girl, uh, on a flight to China, literally, I can't, I, I was sleeping with my head like against the, um, the window and my pillow slid and next to me is one of my newer employees, uh, Mel. And we we're going, <laughs> and, uh, it's a very quiet plane. Everyone's asleep. And I see this girl, like this hand, like grab my pillow. And I was like, okay, well, you know, that's unnecessary, but nice, I guess. And I turned around and said, I, hey, that's that's my pillow. And she looked at me and went, that's nice, and then turned her head. And I was like – and I had just woken up, so I was like kind of confused. And then, then I said, no, 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 I, I, you can give me my my pillow back. And she looked back at me and she goes, mm-hmm, that's great. Oh and turned her head. <laughs> and I looked at her and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you're a psychopath. Like, what do you do? And th- like, that's just bizarre. That's weird. Oh, I-, I went into like full combat mode, which I felt bad because my employee was sitting right there. And I was just like, you know what? If you're going to act like a psychopath, you better be sure you're not talking to one. And I started yelling <laughs> for the stewardess. <laughs> and I was like, she stole my pillow. I like made this huge scene. And then um, afterwards, when we were leaving the flight, I mean, it, it was just so awkward after that because she... I, she went to the bathroom. I stole all of her pillows. Like it was just this back and forth. Like oh my god! Like it was like so childish. But 
Um, but, yeah, but yeah, but it's real. It's human. And I have to say, you know, everybody like I just went through, <laughs> you know, a laundry list of just some of Cynthia's accomplishments. And so you wonder why she has over a million followers on Twitter. Right. But then but then the good tweets come out and, and I have to read the tweet from that day. Yeah, and please. this is this is from Cynthia. I was asleep on a flight to China and my pillow fell. I was at the window. The girl behind me took the pillow and would not give it back. This really happened. What would you have done? Is she definitely a psycho? And then there's like, you can say, yes, she's a psycho. 82% of the people said she was a psycho. No, she needs a pillow, 13%. And 5% said, I've stolen pillows too. Oh my God. So I know there are psycho, but like the fact that people all, it is an agreement. It's like a total shock moment. It's like she, she looked me in the eye like, crazy it was, fun. it was really interesting well if if you don't follow at cynthia live before this podcast you will definitely follow her after this podcast okay so we're gonna dive in cynthia there's so much i want to ask you so i'm gonna just sort of set the stage for everyone you have had what i would consider an exciting colorful life right yeah you have studied to be a stunt woman you've studied mandarin and business You've had a, quote, quarter-life crisis that led to you traveling the world, and now you are a leader in personal branding. You're publishing your first book next year. You have over a million followers just on Twitter alone. You, in my mind, are a powerhouse of a girl, and not a single person, dare I say, not a single person would take you for a quitter, and yet you have called yourself a proud quitter. You have to put that in context for everybody. Uh, so that, first of all, I think that's like the best introduction. <laughs> it's so nice. Um, no, I think uh, by what I mean of uh, being a proud quitter is that I just, uh, I don't do something I don't want to be doing for very long. And, um, and that's always sort of been who I am. And in fact, I, I actually find, uh, I was just say like discomfort in comfort, and, um, and, and what I, that means is that when something starts, cause I have this, I have these like moments where I'm like, is this it? Is this everything? This can't be the rest. This can't be the, the rest of my life. Like, I mean, it's not bad, but like, I, I want to spend my days doing more. Um, and so, you know, through the, I think the panic, <laughs> um, I usually just quit or I'll ask for things that are so crazy which 90% of the time you'd be surprised what you can get if you ask for it. Um, and, and I just quit. So if it, you know, I, I, t- I went into uh, stunt choreography and I really felt like a waiter, you know, I was waiting for jobs and then I was waiting for paychecks and then I was waiting for auditions and waiting to hear if I got the auditions. And there's even this whole process where they like kind of want you, but aren't sure. So you have to put your days on hold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, and then, it's and the I, whole hurry up and wait industry. People don't get it, but that's what it is. It is, yeah. And right? then uh, at night, I was I was actually a waitress. And I was like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. So I just started. So I just quit, and then I, you know, I became like a talent agent's assistant, and I hated it. So I quit. Um, and I just, yeah. So I just kept quitting, and it's not quitting because I want something and it's too difficult. It's quitting because I don't, I realize quickly that I don't want it or need it. I love that you say that because when, when you put it into context that way, because <laughs> when I think of Cynthia Johnson and quitter, it's like an oxymoron. Like the two just don't go together. And yet I think for a lot of, a lot of people, 
we stay because we don't want to be labeled a quitter. So how do you know when it is time to go? Like for me in my life, I pray for discernment, like when to stay, when to go, what to toss, what to keep, when should I make my next move? How do you um, take quitting and make it a net positive in our minds? When is quit? Why is quitting always associated with losing? It, I think it's the, I, I, I mean, historically of our parents, uh, like that generation anyway, they took jobs. Uh, and then our, our grandmothers went through a period of not being able to get jobs or have a job. And mm-hmm. like this whole, you know, so you have this, this idea of, um, sticking it out and really being a trooper. Uh, and, but we also saw like where that, that led. And I think there's a little bit of that, um, influence like society influences like for instance like college you know there's people spend all this money to go to college and know that they hate what they went to college for and but they don't they don't want to see it from their own perspective um necessarily because there's so much pressure to see it from everyone else's and quitting is the same way it's it's the way you uh I think approach or describe the that you quit it's if it comes from an uncertain negative place then people will question you and they'll try to give you advice which you'll then take as you know them judging your decision and then you'll judge your own decision where if you come out and say man that sucked glad it's over what's next (laughs) (laughs) you know people are gonna they're gonna feel like you're confident in your decision and they'll trust that you are and they'll move on um so, so that's the, the approach that I take is just, well, that was fun <laughs> or it wasn't and moving right along. Later. Exactly. Yeah. And, What's and, next? and maybe the first time is difficult, Cynthia, but it's kind of like building a muscle. Like I don't want to go into brain science, but it's almost like building a muscle. The more you lift that weight is the more your muscle expands. It's, it's as if the more you say, okay. Um, I'm done now and it was a great ride, but I want to do this. The more you do it, it's kind of the less scary it becomes. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think people become so scared of the unknown. Yes. When, when you should really be scared of what you do know, uh, because if you're in a job that you hate and you know, you, you're not going anywhere. If you're in a relationship, that's not going anywhere. That's the future. You see, there's a clear end path there. Uh, and it's not where you want to be. Well, that should be scarier to you than this than doing the unknown because there's so much opportunity, so many people in the world. It's like does you can you do you could be a million things, especially uh, you know I'm sure a large population or a portion of the uh, people that listen to this podcast and then know you are people that have flexibility, yeah. uh, and even if they don't know that they have it. And I think that's so important because so much of it is how we view things. And I think so many of us, we have so many more options, Cynthia, and so much more, to to use your word, flexibility than we realize. It's just a matter of taking that first step. And once you take the first step, I believe, and I'd love your input on this. I believe that it's the first step that you need to take. You don't need to know what the second, third, and fourth is. Like just taking the first one, the path will sort of open up. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And also just being okay with, with just like being okay in your decisions because people want to help you. You have to put out there. If you're embarrassed, like if I told you I wanted to be, I don't know, an astronaut. I mean, clearly that sounds ridiculous. Um, because I haven't trained for it. There's probably a million reasons why I can't be an astronaut. Um, but you, 
probably try to help me get somewhere near that goal if you thought it was serious. At Absolutely. least far enough to realize it wasn't possible if it's not. Right. Um, so if you, the, the more you put things out in the open, uh, the more the ridiculous things that or seem ridiculous will get closer and closer to you uh, mm-hmm. and they seem more possible. It's, it's no, yeah, just being okay with what you, with what you want. <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that um, the more you put yourself out there and the more you sort of make yourself available, those people do show up. And, and you know, you're a woman, you're a, a woman in a leadership position. You are a leader. You're a speaker. People listen to you. And I often think when I look at a woman like you that we always have to remember it's not always easy. And even women like Cynthia, like, we question ourselves too all the time. Yeah. I'm really, really big on questioning things and mostly myself. And I believe that we can sit in indecision for such a long time. Like, should I, shouldn't I, will I, won't I? But I found it, it's been my experience that it's equally as important to know what you don't want and mm-hmm. than it is to even know what you do want. And that <laughs> yeah. often can take us from sort of that thinking, that concept stage into that action stage. Do you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be so simple uh, because for me, I mean, one of the biggest reasons, not I've always wanted to start my own company, but one of the biggest like reasons for doing so was other than questioning authority and all these other things is that I didn't want to get up early. <laughs> I I love your candor. We could so we're we're so gonna hang out after this, Cynthia. Okay, but not before ten a.m. Just yeah, saying. I'm okay. Not, I'm not, I I don't like to have to be somewhere. I don't like to have to get up early. I find it kind of absurd to think that every day is structured the same way. I'm really not a great morning person, and I just realized early on it wasn't gonna work <laughs> with the whole job thing. Right. But I didn't want to do anything that was like a nighttime thing either. So, um, you know, I found working for someone like um, that was like flexible and then that flexibility was great. And then, you know, I, I mean, and then I just sort of built in flexibility. And uh, when I knew I wanted to leave, it was like, well, you got to do my own thing. Like, there's just no way I can live in someone else's schedule. I, I just won't. Mm-hmm. I w- and I think just understanding even the simplest part of yourself because that could change your like that could make the difference in being happy or unhappy I mean truly like do you get four weeks off a year or do you get whenever you want off a year is it two you know like those things are different for everyone um but with I my my first internship I turned the job I was turning the job down because I didn't want to get up early and when I so I interned for like a year just because I was like "Eh, (laughs) I don't want to be here before 10 and, um, and then I took that job when I had my quarter life crisis and it kind of changed my, my life. But I think it was just in the, it's not a selfish thinking, just an like sort of honest way of thinking. Um, because I'm honestly not a great person to have at an 8am meeting. Right. <laughs> but, and, and to think that it's so simple, something mm-hmm. so simple, like I know for sure, my name is Cynthia and I am not getting up early in the morning. <laughs> you, you think that it's something so simple, but that just goes, you know, to, to bring the whole question full circle, knowing what you don't want and what you're sort of not good at and where you don't thrive is so important, even if you're not crystal clear on what you want to do. So I want to ask you, when you started on this mm-hmm. whole sort of after your quarter life <laughs> crisis and now I'm going to have my yeah. own company, when you sit back today, and if hindsight's twenty twenty, has it 
shaped itself? Has it sort of turned out to be exactly what you thought it was going to be at the beginning? Or have there been sort of happy accidents and organic sort of things that have unfolded oh. along the way? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, the and the, the company was, was built, uh, the, so Bell and I, the one I went out was because I, we were at a, an agency before, it was acquired by a healthcare company. Um, and I just really, I just felt like all the problems I saw, I couldn't solve from the inside. And prim- the big issue is the way people were treated and utilized it in marketing. And so we created this personal brand agency uh, and uh, really didn't have a clue. <laughs> I mean, we knew like the agency part, but how it would evolve and what it would become was, was, you know, so, uh, we were, we knew from the past experiences, my co-founder and I to be flexible. And then I actually met, uh, Josh, who we both know, um, on a Facebook group. Uh, and he was like, you know, I'm looking for media to go to this event in Dubai no one responded. And I was like, I want to go to Dubai. So <laughs> I was like, I don't have a job. I just quit. So, <laughs> so I, I was like, I'll be media. And, um, you know, and so we went through an acquisition merger with Josh's company a couple of weeks ago. And that was a, that's flash forward a year and a half later. So I think absolutely happy accidents. Um, I think to the people we brought in helped shape uh, who our clients are, who we wanted to work with you know, the trips that we, that we went on and, um, people, you know, it, it, it all sort of evolved and we definitely wanted to be flexible in our decision-making because mm. if, and, and, you know, knowing what we know and seeing where the opportunities are, it was basically the framework. Um, and we built, you know, uh, our company pr- fairly quickly. So, um, I left, uh, my last job in, um, it was, I think what officially left in January of 2017, unofficially in October of 2016, my co-founder left in April, 2017. Uh, we got our first office in September, hired our first employee in August, and now we have 12 employees and, and two States and clients all over. And then it's just, really been such a fun exciting journey <laughs> well you know and and I, I think from the bottom of my heart congratulations <laughs> really I genuinely mean that because when I listen to you you and I Cynthia we both know that there are people listening right now who maybe hate the job that they're and maybe it's as simple as they're listening to you and me thinking god I don't want to get up early either <laughs> you know and it is these simple things but when you lay it out i mean clearly it's always difficult to build a company but when you lay it out Cynthia you make it sound so doable and so achievable and and when i look at your list of achievements you are a woman i admire i mean you have accomplished a lot truly and yet what I see is you've gone from achiever to now a leader. You are now a woman in a leadership position. How has your style or your um, approach changed to business and your personal brand as you've gone from achiever to leader? Yeah. um, So, gosh, I think that I'm just a little bit more, uh, on like honest in conversations like difficult conversations are no longer that difficult and what I mean by that is uh you know I don't see um 
conflict as something to avoid. I see it some, I, I tend to want to hit it uh, head on. Yeah. And sometimes I even find a little bit of joy in it um, because there are people out there who just live in conflict and build businesses on conflict because they know how so many people avoid it. Um, and I am, I, I think that's definitely changed. Uh, and then the, the other thing is I'm not, I'm really just not a micromanager type, which you're kind of taught to be, right? It's like you have to watch everything everyone's doing all the time. And, um, it's crazy. We have an unlimited PTO policy and no specific time for anyone to be in or for anyone to leave ever. And yet everyone will be there at like nine o'clock and they'll leave at five o'clock. And it's crazy. Like, did, did, did you just <laughs> say unlimited PTO? That's unlimited paid time yes. off people uh-huh. in case you missed that. Unlimited PTO. That's right. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, 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 tr- like we enter, uh, like our relationship with our employees is very much a, re- a mutual respect. Um, we don't, we treat you like an adult because we want to hire adults. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we trust that you're going to do the right thing because we trust that we hire the right person. So that's where we are at. And, you know, we're not some massive scaling company and no one's taking advantage of it or us. And I think people really like to be respected in that way because life happens, you know, (laughs) I love your philosophy. I think you will have unbelievable retention. Like you're going to retain your employees forever. Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> that the goal? Exactly. So let's, yes. let's switch gears to personal branding. Okay. You don't just have your finger on the pulse of personal branding, Cynthia. You are part of the actual pulse. <laughs> right? No, really. And, yeah. and in, in today's world, we are all personal brands, whether we are actively working to shape said brand or not. And based on the latest data, the latest trends, and your gut, what you intuitively know, what are the most important things that we should be doing for our personal brand right now? Ooh. So the first thing is uh, knowing what's already out there. So people tend to want to jump to the fun stuff, but the fun stuff isn't very fun if you then have some crazy reputation problem. Um, and, and everybody has different issues. So like for me, um, I could have been or I could be arrested tomorrow and have a mugshot online and you would never find it. There's so many of me out there. Cynthia Johnson is like the most common name in the world, <laughs> if not the most common name in the world. Um, so, so that's the first thing. I think making sure you understand what people can find. Uh, that we call that like the foundation and, and making sure you, you clean it up. The second thing you want to do is uh, find where the find the one place you want to be at that you're good at. You don't you don't have to be everywhere. The moment you try to be everywhere, you're just you're just spinning your wheels. It's a waste of time. Um, so that's the that's find your platform and then you can grow out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and have like clear goals. Like ask people for things. Like, make sure everyone knows not just where you are, where you've been, but like where you're, where you're trying to grow and they'll, they'll help you because where you've been is, is something they may need and where, if they can help you with where you're going, it's just human nature, it's leverage, right? I mean, then you build all these relationships out of it. So those would be the, the top three things, but for sure, making sure that you, um, understand what is online about you, that, you know, 
picture from college or whatever it is that you were tagged and like get that the, if it just get some rid of, of it some of it it's gotta go yeah get rid of it people <laughs> clean it up get rid of it I've, I have a 16 year old niece and I'm like kids you've got to like you can't post certain things that will come <sighs> back to haunt you how do you get it through these young girls thick skulls just show them a picture of me and I was 19 around a tube tot and puka shell <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't be that girl. Exactly. <laughs> Cynthia, now, <laughs> Cynthia then. Don't be that girl. Oh, my gosh. You know, I want to pick up on, on one of the points that, that you talked about, which is leveraging relationships. And this is a personal question for me okay. because this is a conversation I have with myself. It's a conversation I have with my girlfriends. And it's a conversation that I have with, with women that I work with all the time. And there seems to be a little bit reluctance, particularly on part of women, to really own it, to like own yes. your success, own your skills, and to leverage relationships. Somehow we've gotten humble, confused with sort of like self-deprecating or like, yes. you know, oh, no, 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 it's no big yeah. deal. And somehow we've taken this whole concept of <laughs> leveraging relationships, which is actually good with being the person like, oh, I don't do that. I don't, I'm not that type of person. Why are we doing this, yeah. Cynthia? And, and how do we break through that? Yeah, uh, I call it being pridefully humble. Uh, which is a, it's a negative, just as negative as, as being anything else. It's, it's like yours. You've people tend to um, find their identity in their in humility, or they've worked inside of a company and they're so afraid of what someone next she might think. And in building your personal brand, there is going to be moments where someone's not going to like what you're doing for some reason, and or they're going to judge you. It's, it's because everyone has an opinion, and that's fine. Right. Let them have their opinion. Don't. You, you know, as long as you're not hurting other people or being, you know, I mean, sure, you can lie. People will find out. But um, it's just like that's the digital age. I think especially women, though, they uh, they don't want to be seen as being like showy and, and braggadacious and that blowhard <laughs> from down the hall. Right. Right. Exactly. But right. if but and and so and so this is the point I'm always trying to get across and I have to remind myself too of oh, yeah. it, right? And it's it's like this. We need more women in leadership positions. Women cannot get to leadership positions if we're not advocating for ourselves and making <laughs> our accomplishments known and leveraging relationships. Well, yeah, and and also if, and then there's this, okay, so there's this friend of mine who was um, high up in the, the White House in, in security, and she was saying, well, you know, we don't, you know, as a career person in the White House, like, we don't do X, Y, and Z. She's no longer there. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, and I said, well, we, when you look at these talking heads, these people, this their career is to talk about things they don't truly understand. Like, that is what they do. And they all have an agenda. Um, no matter what side you're on, these people exist. And if you are the right person to step up and have a voice and say something and the background to defend whatever it is you're saying and you don't and the wrong people step in place because you didn't, then if the world falls apart, it might be your fault. Um, so doing nothing is just as negative as doing something. Um, and it's not to say that you are the right person or 
for anything that you're trying to do. But if you don't at least compete, you'll never know. And the world is going to end up with a bunch of talking heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and the old boys club will just get bigger and bigger with <laughs> new old boys. Right. <laughs> and, right. and it's, it's not, you know, and leveraging relationships isn't to say that you don't value the relationship. I would, in fact, say the opposite. You'd absolutely value the relationship because you know enough about someone to know, like, how you can help each other. Um, and, you know, living in a tiny little bubble where you pretend that, you know, people aren't doing this on a day-to-day. It's it's like getting a deal on a car because your neighbor works at the car dealership. It's the same, it's the same concept. Like, it's a agreed-upon relationship and decision. So, um the the negative voice or the negative feeling toward it, it usually comes from someone in someone someone or people in a person's life that they're afraid of and it's not it really isn't the outside people that don't know you it's always the some it's always the people in your immediate circle you're so afraid of uh, get over it or get a new circle I don't know just like you gotta you have to branch out. Um, because if you live in in a in that type of environment, you become complacent, yes. which is fine. But you're not going to be a leader um, or have a voice by doing it, right? And you know, and and when we talk about especially women, because in this case we're referencing specifically women, mm-hmm. women in leadership. I think we have to get out of that discomfort and sort of work through it and keep going. And to sort of tag on on what you said that. You know, if you don't speak up and if you don't say something, you may be the very person that we need at this very moment to do something. And when I think if we can shift the thinking that way for women and remind everyone that it's it's so important to use your voice and talk about your achievements and the things that you are contributing. It's so important. But I think it has a little bit to do with this whole antiquated idea of marketing where, you know, I try to say to people sometimes like, guys, marketing is dead. If you think about it in a way like you can no longer, I had this conversation with someone and they vehemently disagreed. I said, you can't just go out there and tell people anymore. You have to show them. And I think that that bodes well for women. And and would you agree that that's sort of where marketing is right now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that what's happening is that there's marketing and then there was advertising and then digital marketing came along and and then there's the P then there's PR and then there's personal branding. It's all just marketing. All of it is marketing, but because it is one complex thing and it is about really showing. And I would say what we're seeing now is in not just showing, involving people. You're seeing it with experiential, um, uh, branding and you're seeing it with the live videos and you're seeing it with TV or even like the, you know, Snapchat stories and, yeah. and in, or Instagram stories and Snapchat and Facebook live and all yeah. these things. It's like people want to know that you're real and you're doing real things. Right. And that's why it's going to this instant place. You have to involve them. And it's not even just live anymore. It's live with, you know, Q and A it's live with, mm-hmm. Polling. I mean that even the the flight pillow stealing thing that I, that I t- right. told you about. <laughs> like that, I did a poll. People, more people voted than responded for sure. And so I um. think again, for, <laughs> I think for women that's great because we're such doers as opposed to some you know just talking about what we've done. We're such doers. So I think it really bodes well for us. I think it does too. It's, yeah. Um, 
And you know, the ones, the, the, it's, it's so funny is the women that are doing it first, like some of them like this, like Theranos woman, I'm like, come on. Like, you know, she's like, she, she had to be like a complete, like other side of the spectrum of the type of thing. Like we need the, the in-betweeners like, and they exist, the ones that are doing like amazing things. Right. Um, but don't talk about it because they're putting that work, the work first. And I get that, but it, it would, there'd be a lot more people, uh, I think, where women trying to achieve things in the same direction if they knew someone else had already done it. Yeah. I think we're getting there. Yeah. I think we're getting oh, there. Oh, it's getting much, it's getting much better. Yes, for sure. I agree. And, <laughs> and if good girls, good girl mafia's motto is it takes a badass to be a good girl and don't forget yep. about other girls. What Cynthia is your badass superpower? I've got to know. Oh gosh. I mean, <laughs> I could shake my eyes really fast back and forth, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, you know, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, people, this is like so like uh, cliche, but I'm pretty, pretty good at, uh, figuring out the, the, I don't want to say connecting, but what people, what people need and what they're saying they want. Um, and that's what I think what my relationship skill is mm-hmm. probably. Interesting. And and it's, it really does always come back to relationships anyways, doesn't it? I mean, everything. Yeah, that's like, it, but it, true relationships, like the, that's what I really care about. Um, and how do you define it, true relationships, Cynthia? Like, I don't want to be friends with a guy that tells me I can't get up at 10 a.m. I have to get up early. Like, I don't want to be friends with that guy. He doesn't get me. We don't get each other. Like, preach Cynthia you know, preach like, girl I'm serious it's like don't I don't I don't I don't I don't want to hear that something can't be done mm-hmm. like I don't like that negative thing so if I can have an open conversation with someone and you know our clients and someone become on a person I always you know we end up at a personal level we can have like a real life conversation I can't call you and tell you that like you know my car broke down and I can't make it somewhere, let's say, and you immediately think I'm lying, we're not going to have a good relationship because yeah. I'm not going to lie to you in that way. Exactly. Um, so that's what it is. It's a just trusting, but also being able to hear through because not a lot of um, people tend to not want to be direct for fear of like what, whatever it is that they're going to tell you is worse than the lie um, or the version of the truth. It's pretty good at seeing through what those things are. Um, and get into the core of what someone actually wants. And then uh, when you can deliver that without them realizing that they gave you that much information, you have a friend for life. <laughs> so There you go. And how? let's talk about, for a minute, um, the, the concept of not competing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think that even that seems to be a little bit like, oh, that's so five years ago. It seems yeah. like there's a lot of room for everyone. I mean, I don't think you're truly competing. So, and, and this is where the, the, the gray area is. Everyone's like, you don't compete, you just make friends, blah, blah, blah. You're not actually competing if you're not helping people in your space. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be looked at as a competition, but if you actually want to be the best, then you should actually have to go up against everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and to to push back people that could be considered competition and not try to push them forward because no one is going to be exactly like you. Um, and again, people, people want to help people that help them. So I, I wouldn't say it's not even like not competing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's not competing by, by trying to 
manipulate the situation to benefit you. Um, true competition is the best against the best. And that's what we would, I think we need to see. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it exciting and keeps it, it exciting. Even, and, and even on a personal level, you know? And it also informs transition. It because informs I, transition. Let's just marinate on that for a minute. Yeah. It informs transition. No, you're so right, though. Yeah, it. Ha- I mean, you have to, like, when I first started doing all of this, I was the social media girl. <laughs> I can't be like a 35-year-old social media girl. And I was like, okay, I'm, like, transitioning into to my, you know, I'm going to my 30s. I'm like, I just look ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> at some point. This is just isn't going to work anymore. Right, right. <laughs> you know? no, I feel you. I so feel I you. had to, to figure out what the, the next thing was in that pivot. And a lot of people are, you know, you feel you're the, there's that fear thing again. It's like you've built this thing in one sort of um, mind uh, or persona and you're so afraid that it, you can't transition it to something else that you just won't. But if you can see the people coming around you doing it, it's almost like adds clarity to where you should be doing next. And do it your own way too, right? Yeah. And do your own way too. Yeah, exactly. But it's like being in college forever. You don't want to do that. You want to like go on. Right, right, yeah. right, right. No, I get it. I get it. So I've personally heard countless times, Cynthia, from my audience, like, Dinah, you keep it real, right? Yeah. And I think that keeping it real is the greatest boundary breaker, people connector that there possibly oh, yeah. is. And if I think if you're authentic and if you're human, that makes you relatable right away, right? Uh-huh. And so what is the one thing that we don't know about Cynthia, the powerhouse, this leader, that is totally relatable? I feel like there's so many things. Well, other than the pillow tweet, I mean, that had me at hello, but <laughs> there's got to be something other than that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, I have some, like, funny stories. A pretty... Uh pretty relatable person I would say um let me think here gosh uh, knife stumped me hmm okay here's an example I have Invisalign (laughs) okay no kidding do you have have it in right now no okay I've had I've been so I had this theory that the only reason you had to wear it during the day was because they wanted people to see you wearing it as a marketing ploy so that the people (laughs) would True marketer. No, Cynthia, I think you actually have to wear them all day so they fix your teeth. I know. But I was like, I'm going to test the theory. Oh, <laughs> turns, my gosh. Seems that I was wrong. So um, I, well, I get a, a insane lens when I wear them. And so I'm like five years into what should have been like a nine-month Invisalign <laughs> thing. <laughs> they're, like, like they're, watching, they're like, if you don't finish, you have to pay us again. I was like, okay, often. <laughs> oh my god! So it's not a marketing ploy. Whoever no. is out there with Invisalign, you have to wear them what twenty-two hours a day or something yeah. crazy. It's insane. And I was like, but what about what about coffee? <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was uh, there's something that I found out recently. I was completely wrong about. I actually think that's super charming. That's something yeah. I would actually think. Like, oh, it's it, that's just marketing. They're you know, just that's saying. just. <laughs> This is me manipulating the situation to fitting like, my day. I was like, this is, I was like, oh no, you don't have to. It's just for marketing that they do that. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's, that's a, an example. I'm learning to cook and I didn't know that the canned beans were pre-cooked. So I had canned beans and bag beans. So I had like very crunchy chili. Oh. I didn't know what simmer was and I was making jambalaya. Uh-huh. And 
had crunchy rice. <laughs> crunchy beans, crunchy rice, and Invisalign <laughs> is not a marketing ploy. You must wear them. Like, oh my the god, worst at cooking ever, but <laughs> we're getting there. Well, Cynthia, I have um, the pleasure of meeting so many incredible women like you, and I love when you, t- you know, when when you just give those anecdotal stories because it's fun. I mean, it puts everybody sort of on even on an even playing field and, and it makes everyone so real. And the one thing I have found, and I don't know if you sort of ever struggle with this and if you do how you deal with it, but even amongst some of my most accomplished friends, I'm always so surprised when I hear you know, when women are having this moment and I call it a crisis of confidence where they're so accomplished, they're like the smartest chick in the room and they're getting ready to make a change and they're thinking to themselves, can I, should I, can mm-hmm. I even, I mean, you know, am I good enough to do this? Does that ever even cross your mind? And if so, how do you deal with it? It does. Um, it does cross my mind. Obviously that's something that that everyone goes through. But yeah. uh, the first thing I do is call my mom because she just tells me I can do anything. Then I get annoyed at her for doing that. Because <laughs> so. my sister does that all the time. I'm like, that's not what I want to hear right now. My sister like, says oh, to me, yeah. she she goes, Diana, you always do this. You always go through this. And then you always end up fine. I'm like, this is not what I want to hear right now. I know. Right? No, I'm my mom, she's like, what, whatever you think, whatever you think's right. And then I get really annoyed at her. And I'm like, mom, you're so annoying. And I hang up. <laughs> and, um, uh, and then what I do is I talk to a couple of people I know will probably tell me I can't do it. Because <laughs> that is a huge motivator for me. Um, I, uh, yeah, just, you know, I, I just run it by people. Um, and I don't engage necessarily what they say like about what I can do. I like to gauge what they say about the possibility of the thing itself. Um, so you present it as not being involved and see how people react Interesting. and then, then put yourself into the situation later. So it, it um, that it's helpful. I'm, I'm actually, we're working on this project, um, where I, we want to like basically <laughs> this is ridiculous, but we want to buy land and build a bunch like build a tiny home resort on it. <laughs> it's really far fetched and nuts. So I thought so I throw by people said wouldn't it be cool to and they like, were very serious responding to me and I was like okay I'm gonna build a tiny home village and it's gonna be awesome and and like you know these are just the small things. <laughs> That sound ridiculous until other people agree to them when they don't think it's you that would be the one doing it. That's actually a great tip. I'm going to use mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know, pitch, pitch someone an idea, but it's not me and mm-hmm. see and see how they respond. That's actually a really good tip. So this small village with like yeah. t- small homes, are you really doing this? Yeah, we're working on it right now. So um, it's like it's just a little side side project. Oh, naturally, as one does. But I'm going to make so a little fun. village. It's my side project. I'll <laughs> yeah, do that on the weekend after I figure out Invisalign and how to do the beans and the rice. I'm going to build a little village. <laughs> I can't cook, but I'm going to build a village. Build a village. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. It's actually not as um, difficult as you would think. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. No, it's not. No, it's not as difficult as you think. I mean, you have to get the right people involved. Like you have to get it. So um, the first step is was getting college kids in the area involved because 
one, everyone loves young people doing crazy things. And two, they're just not jaded and they're so excitable. Um, so, you know, they truly fall into to the, the idea. That was the first step just to see. Was, and then um, we went and looked at some land and it, that was really fun running around with a real estate agent, just looking at, you know, multi-billion dollar lots of land sure. um, as if we actually could buy them. I mean, we're going to raise a fund and all that stuff. But like, it was like, what do you think? Here, buy this $20 million, you know, yes, hotel that's only half finished. Yeah, I'm going to go to my piggy bank and get that money for you, sir. <laughs> and we're like, we're like, um, you know, he's like, I mean, how are you guys going to pay for this? And we're like, oh, capital's not an issue. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Like, look, so really good. I actually recommend that everyone do this once in their life is like go somewhere really random, mm-hmm. find a real estate, commercial real estate agent and just have them drive you around and pretend like you can buy all these things. Cause it's so fun. <laughs> so, it's so fun. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, don't waste too much of their time, but like if you're even semi-serious, cause I think, um, you're just, it's a, it's a real confidence booster when you, and we had, you know, college kids with us and they still were like, would you like to buy this hotel? <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. Yes, I would, sir. Yeah. So, yeah. but we had, we did find some interesting land and some cool people. And, uh, then we talked to developers and it was, just, it's been, an, it's just, see, I find project, projects like that to be great side projects as the, in the sense that they're, seemingly so ridiculous mm-hmm. that anybody wants to help you do it. <laughs> I love that. Make, and there's really, get a side hustle that's so ridiculous that anybody wants to help you do it. Everybody I, just wants to be involved. I think it's fabulous. Yeah. I think it's fabulous. Okay. I'm going to ask you some rapid questions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Goals. How do you craft yours? And what are your goals other than your side project of building like a community? Oh, Yes. Uh, so goals. I try to keep them short term, not necessarily long term, because my long term goal is to retire by, you know, 35, which is like five, four years away now. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't like now that's a little too close. I'm like, I just want to retire so that I can do whatever I want. Um, so my goal is really to just do whatever I want. And um, short term goals is so that and my friend, uh, Blake Jameson, is actually one that introduce this theory is that, um, you can get so much more accomplished toward a goal. If you look at it as a short-term goal versus looking at a five year and five years, you get distracted. But if your goal is to, in six months do X, even if you don't get to that goal in six months, you'll get a lot closer than you would if you had mapped it out for five years. That is a great piece of advice. Because people always talk about, you know, cast a 10 year vision, cast a five year plan. But you're right. If you shorten that up, you will accomplish so much more. Yeah. And if your goal is to be happy, like in 10 years, just think about that. Then you would avoid things that make you unhappy. <laughs> you know, it just all seems it, it's so simple when you put it that way. Right? right. Okay. So best piece of advice that your mom ever gave you. Oh, uh, and I maybe I when I went on my quarter life crisis, mm-hmm. I, uh, I was like, mom, I'm, I liked, I ended up liking this job and I was like, I'm leaving. I have to go. I'm going to go quit. And she said, don't quit. Ask for the time off. And, uh, I said, you're crazy. And I hung up on her cause that's what you do <laughs> to your mom. Yeah, I mean, I didn't exactly. hang up on her. I was just kind of, I've been, I might as well have, 
I was like, she's just so annoying. And then I just blurted out asking for the time off and they gave me six months off or six to nine months is what I asked for. They never, they never asked why or anything really. They just gave it to me. So that was great advice. It changed the way I looked at the entire world. And your future too, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now I asked for anything. I'm like, can I have that land? <laughs> can you <really>? ask, for, <laughs> ask for anything, people. Cynthia's mom mm-hmm. said so. Just ask. Yeah. Just, best, yeah. best piece of advice your dad gave you. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> mm, so many things. Uh, I think the best advice my dad gave me was probably um, when I moved to California, mm-hmm. he said to live near where you have to be a lot because he's from L.A. <laughs> oh, that's such good advice. That is such good advice. Oh, my and gosh. Like, OK, that's pretty good. And I wish I'd listened because it took me like five years to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Traffic's yeah. a thing. It's a real thing here. Yeah, it driving is a- just depressing. Yes. And people sh- unless it's like open road driving. Right. Exactly. Okay. Final, final question. Best piece of advice you would give to the audience today about pursuing their goals and moving forward? I would not look for advice from people that give you advice on whether or not you should do it. I would look for people that can mentor you on how to do it. Um, the people who have done it themselves and they're everywhere. They're on LinkedIn, they're on Facebook, they're in different countries. You don't, it's really important to be surrounded by someone who gives you the how to advice. Um, and, someone who doesn't have an ulterior, not that people have ulterior motives in a negative way, but they just think they know you and your goal shouldn't be to stay the same. It's to change and evolve. So if you're just constantly going to the same people for feedback, um, it's you're spinning your wheels. That is great advice, Cynthia. It is. And, and early next year, you have a book coming out. What can you tell us about that? The book is called Platform and uh, it's it's a... Um, so the book itself is a why personal branding, and then there's an entire um, online asset of how. Uh, so it's it's a combination of both, but it's it's uh, it goes through a discovery of all of the uh, not all of the, uh, well several things of about why the world is backwards and you shouldn't really use it as a <laughs> sounding board. Uh, and then it get, then we go into how to do certain things, um, which all of the resources are online, uh, and case studies. So case studies uh, from things happening today, things from the past, and then uh, the it even gets into like game theory and the evolution of a resume. And so it's it's a really fun way to look at uh, why and how to do personal branding. Um, and I think the how part is just slightly difficult because you. Know, um, to do in a printed version, which is why it's online. Be just like it changes every day. So right, right, right. I didn't want to print something that became outdated as soon as it, it was purchased. Well, you dropped that book early 2019, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping you're going to come back and talk oh, to yeah, us about that, that be before the book launches. But I'll see you before then. I will yeah. see you before then for sure. Oh, and so, if any, um, we have, I have a book club. If anybody wants to uh, read with entrepreneurs, it's. It's on Facebook and we give away books from different, you know, um, entrepreneurs and writers, uh, you know, monthly typically, or if you're an author and you have a book that you think 
entrepreneurs would want to read. We've got a, a pretty good, um, you know, 12,000 person mailing list and 4,000 person plus Facebook group. So, and what's the name of the Facebook group? Where can I find that Cynthia? It's uh, read with entrepreneurs and okay. you can actually find all of the information on read with entrepreneurs.com. Oh gosh. Excellent. I'm going to be joining that myself. I love a good book. There's nothing like a good book. Yeah, and and also it's great people that write books are great people to hear from, you know, because they have thought about something all the way through, enough yes. to write it a book. So yes, it's it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I like I like talking to them. Well, I have really liked talking with you, Cynthia. You too. You're thank you so much. Delight. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. And I want you to also, I want to say this publicly. Thank you to Mel, who is your marketing yes. coordinator. <laughs> and she's such a delight. She is the best. She's so sweet. I know. I put her in the worst situation sometimes, you know, because things come up and, 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 uh, <laughs> she's, she deals with it so well. She's, she was the one sitting next to me on the flight to China. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. So, so like she, she saw the psychopath live. Her, she, I think she thought it was me at first because I was like woke her up yelling. But yeah, so I was, I was really worried she was going to like quit, but it worked out. No, she was a delight. And for those of you who were wondering, Mel is is Cynthia's marketing coordinator. And she and I went, we worked together to sort of get everyone's schedules sort of on, on board to make this happen. She's a delight, as are you, Cynthia Thank you so much. I know how busy you are. I genuinely appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me. And uh, I'll let you know if we can do this, you know, when we can do this again, if you'd have me. Yes, I would love to. And, and we'll talk. We'll definitely make it happen again. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today to Monday Moment in Five. We went a little long, but I think Cynthia was... I mean, she's worth it. She is one of those female achievers who has sort of cracked the code and gone from achiever to now being a woman in leadership. And she had so many great tidbits. So I really hope that you enjoyed it. I know I certainly did. I want you to make it a fabulous week. I will see you back here next Monday with Monday Moment in Five. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>